and welcome, welcome to Advancing the Mission. This is where we keep you informed and up to date on what's happening in local outreach, global missions, and church multiplication through the lens of County Line Church. I am Outreach Pastor Chris Kazmarek, and with me today is Corey and Abby Stocksdale. We are in Mount Botswana, so we are not very close to Auburn, Indiana. <laughs> right but we are here, we have a team here on an on a impact trip, and so we just wanted to sit down with you guys and just ask you a few questions about what it's like to be missionary. So why don't you just start um, by talking a little bit about how you how you kind of got here and tell us a little bit about yourselves along the way. Uh, sure, sure. So we, we arrived here uh, just over five years ago. So it feels like quite a while at this point. It's very much home to us and to our three children. Um, when we first got here, our kids were ages two, four, and six, so yeah. they were very young. Our two-year-old, he's African. This is what <laughs> this is what he knows. Um, so, so that's kind of cool, you know. And uh, yeah, I was a, I was a youth pastor for ten years before we came here, yeah. and I just felt God was changing some things in my calling in our lives. And the the one core piece was that we had to be doing something that was multicultural mm-hmm. uh, and cross-cultural. And so uh, I thought that would happen in the States at first until, you know, one of those great mentors comes along in your yeah. life and says, ah, I think you need to think a little yeah. broader than that. <laughs> and so uh, I remember the greatest part of it was when he said that, that I needed to think about, you know, things outside of the States. Mm-hmm. I said, well, I better talk to my wife first. It's <laughs> kind of a smart thing to do. That's smart. Yeah. And uh, so I went home that evening, and Abby grew up, like, quick background. Her, She grew up at farm, southern Indiana, very much a homebody. It was hard for her to move three hours away, you know. And I'm like, she's going to think I'm nuts asking this question. Yeah. So I went home that night, and I said, you know, what do you think about international missions work? And she looks at me directly in the eyes and without missing a, a beat, says, yes, I think we should do it. And so I wasn't ready for her answer. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> let's not. Let's slow down. Yeah, let's not get the cart ahead of the horse, right? <laughs> Come on. But, uh, yeah, things took off after that. And we quickly decided on Africa, but it took us yeah. a while and eventually landed on, on Botswana. Now, let me ask you a follow-up question. You said in there we knew it had to be multicultural. What, yeah. what What's with that? What's Why, why was that? That's... That's really what happened to my to my ministry in in Danville, Illinois. Yeah. So like I found myself just finding a home amongst African American people yeah. there. And that's just where I felt comfortable. Yeah. It's not it's not how I grew up, but it's just it just happened naturally yeah. and it's Love where it. I loved doing ministry. A lot of that took place on the basketball court right. in in Danville. <laughs> um but Nevertheless, I, I just I knew that's what I wanted to do. But you know, it was so hard to explain that to other people in ministry, mm. because to to them it was I was a youth pastor. I was ready for something different. So that means I needed to to go to being a senior pastor, yeah. right? And so people were telling me about all these senior pastor jobs and and all white <laughs> communities, and I was like, that's not going to work for me. Yeah. So yeah. No, I love that. I love that. That's yeah. cool. And I awesome. think too. I mean, like. The driving force for us is in John 17 when Jesus is praying in the Garden of Gethsemane and he prays for future believers. The one thing he prays for is that we would be unified. Mm. And um, we just feel like living with people that don't talk like us, act like us, think like us, speak like us. If we can live harmoniously with one another, the scripture says that's how the world will come to know Jesus. So we have to branch out into... Mm -hmm 
these you know foreign places yeah. and and build unity so that the world yeah. will know yeah. yeah yeah and it's been great being here this week with you guys they, they are great hosts <laughs> for one, and it's been fun it's been fun too hanging out with your kids that's been you said they were two four and six when they got when they got here they're yeah. not two four and six anymore no <laughs> they are what what are their ages now they're seven ten and twelve there you go yeah mm-hmm. so yeah. it's been it's been a lot of fun to to be able to like almost be part of the family with you guys <laughs> um why don't you talk to us a little bit about like what what's day-to-day look like here so what's what's more your role here in botswana <laughs> day-to-day switches so much depending on the day of the week right. sometimes it's staying afloat and paying you know paying bills takes thrice as long and yeah. you, you know like er- life just takes longer but everybody's kind of cool with that yeah. because that's their culture and uh-huh. things are slower moving and you're not rushing from here to here mm-hmm. we still rush because we can't get that american out of us right. but absolutely um time is money yeah, that's right. <laughs> time is, yeah. Uh, so, that's funny. And they laugh at that, yeah, you know, time absolutely. time is money. But anyways, so, so yeah, like some days, it, I think that's important to note, though. In missions, some days it is just yeah. kind of surviving, and I don't mean that in a bad way, but mm-hmm. it's just, you know, get, getting through what needs to be to be done. But, but yeah, I mean, a lot of our days are, are spent with people, and mm-hmm. um, we've sometimes it's language learning sometimes it's you know going to villages doing tutoring sometimes it's just you know there is some office work that has to be done of course uh sometimes it's helping recently i was uh helping one of our older pastors get water to his farm so you know it can it can vary greatly but it all centers around people i would say and uh just just trying to expand the kingdom through through loving folks yeah absolutely awesome what just a, another follow-up because I'm interested talking about some of the cultural things what was maybe one of the, the most difficult cultural aspects that you had to get used to here um, I know I didn't prepare you for this question no you're okay you're okay <laughs> I think for me it was like the way they talk indirectly mm-hmm. like they talk a little bit more indirectly and you have to read through the lines a little bit more yeah it's not as blunt and straightforward as what we're used to and so just missing those cues Mm -hmm. at first of what people were really trying to communicate and just not even realizing it and then realizing it way after the fact and realizing (laughs) there was some hurt or something that was caused because I wasn't understanding through my cultural lens that was really difficult Mm -hmm. for me at first yeah and you know another one for me would be that in a lot of cases here efficiency doesn't matter right where in our culture efficiency is everything right no matter where you go or what you're doing you have to be efficient with it you have to get in you have to get it done you have to get out and so you know like like i'm thinking specifically a restaurant right like they want you gone here they'll take 30 minutes to bring you your bill because they they, you know efficiency doesn't matter and so um that took yeah that took a while to just to just kind of calm yourself and allow yourself to just be. Yeah, absolutely. No, I love that. Um, and the the thing that surprised me in my time here is how cold it is. In, I, I'm always, <laughs> and I talked about that this morning in, in church, but I it really does surprise me. You always think Africa, it's, oh, it's hot, it's the desert. And it is a desert, mm-hmm. but it's not a warm desert here. <laughs> it is south enough, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that's what it is, right? Yeah, yeah I mean, it's... It, it is our winter, but like, <laughs> yeah. it, it's funny because when you tell people that winter gets, you know, high 70s during the day and 
low 40s during the night they think oh that's amazing like that's yeah. not cold but it gets cold when there's no heat and yeah. tile floors <laughs> you know it, yeah. it can get a little chilly yeah. one other cultural aspect that i want you guys to talk about that i did again didn't prepare you for <laughs> i want you to talk a little bit about the river and what we got to Honestly. experience that this week what that means to the people here and because that's not something that if you were to just say it without any explanation it wouldn't mean much to us americans right talk a little bit about that sure um so i'll start and you can help me for sure but uh the so our river starts all the way in the highlands of angola so that's a couple of countries north and every year uh, it, it dries out here. Maybe not completely, but almost gone. This year it dried out completely. Yeah, yeah you saw a dry riverbed when you arrived. Right. And, uh, but what happens is they get, they get rains up there in Angola, and it, and it floods out. And those floods lead that river to flow down into what's called the Okavanga Delta. Mm-hmm. The Okavanga Delta is the largest inland delta in the world. And so it just fingers out into all these yeah. river systems, this marsh system as well. And so... One of those rivers, or a couple of those rivers, flow down this way, and then they all lead into the Tamalakani. The Tamalakani then, then brings water through our town, which is called Maun. And uh, it, the, the river means so much to the people here. Uh, water means so much to the yes. people here because it's desert. And so to think about the fact that, that water just shows up in the driest part of the year yeah. out of nowhere... Mm-hmm. Is just, I mean, it's it's miraculous, and it's such a cool design by God, right? Like, like I'm I'm going to provide for you when there's nothing, yeah. And uh, and it's not just for us; it's the wildlife, and it's yeah. it's you know, and it's it's the, you know, the cows and the donkeys and everything yeah. else. And we've experienced one year where it was complete drought, and the river never arrived, and you know, the amount of death of animals and and the hardship of people, you know, it was it was yeah. serious and it was critical, and so. Yeah, it, it brings it brings hope. Yeah, and it brings life. Absolutely. I don't think I have much to add to that. Um, just that as the river comes, the front of it is called Lelemilanaka, which means the tongue of the river, and people will drive. You know, like he said, this year the riverbed was completely dry, so people drive their cars and trucks onto the riverbed in the dry parts, and then they find that tongue of the river to celebrate yeah. the water coming back into <laughs> town so cool <laughs> and the you know some of the old mythology behind that is to, to bathe yourself in it and it's going to yeah. bring you good luck and good fortune yeah. for right. you know the time to come awesome awesome yeah, that was a little bit of a side note but i just it was something we very cultural that we were able to experience this week that i wanted you guys to talk about um tell me do, do you guys have any any stories of the, some of the kids that you work with or anything of of just how you see have seen God show up um, in the midst of, of your work here. Yeah, there's a couple um, cool stories that I can tell from the kids. Uh, I'll do it quickly. One of them, we had a young girl who was really struggling with some pain, and it was seemed to be cyclical, and it was so just consuming that she was starting to miss school and she was a smart she's a smart girl but like she just she couldn't deal with the pain they would send her home from school if it started there because it was so debilitating to her and um this was like two years straight oh she was dealing with this for years and um she was a sponsored child in our children of promise program and um she was able to get some additional medical care like to see a proper specialist Mm -hmm. and get the medical care that she actually needed and um 
if it was a thyroid problem is what it was okay. and so she got started on some medication for her thyroid and like I mean you she was on stage this morning in the worship <laughs> team like okay. and she's just thriving in school awesome. she's doing making fabulous grades um, walks there every day is wow. just doing really really well um, so it's just kind of cool to see as the physical needs are met to yeah. then watch what that does in a child's mm -hmm. life and how it brings life to their you know mental and spiritual well-being yeah. as well Absolutely. Um, and yeah. then oh, go ahead. Yeah, I was just gonna say it's it's opened up phenomenal relationship between Abby and then our, our local leader Tebby and the mother of this child as well yeah. like you know they've they've gone with her you know all the way to the capital for doctor's appointments right. and stuff and so you know, it also branches into the entire family when you're yeah. when you're taking care of one of these children. Yeah, mm -hmm. and then to also watch the kids too, be able to then, they're like out there. These are they're these little evangelists out there in their communities now <laughs> yeah. too. Go into other little kids, their neighbors, and be like, "Let me tell you about my church. Let me tell yeah. you about my Jesus," um, and inviting them in. And so just seeing how it's. Um, just impacting their whole self yeah. has just been really, really exciting to yeah. watch. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. Last question I'd like to ask everybody who comes on here is, what is one thing that you know about God that I may not because of your work with Children of Promise, with Global Strategy, and just your work in Botswana? Um, so for me, obviously, it's a third world country. It's a developing country, which mm -hmm. means there's still a lot of poverty there's a lot of hardship. There's a lot of suffering that we still see in a regular basis. But what I know is I know that God is good and he is kind, mm. especially in hardship and suffering. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I mean, the people minister that to us on a weekly basis. Yeah. When we show up at church and they are dancing and they are <laughs> worshiping and things may not be perfect in their life, but boy, they are giving everything they yeah. have in them to praise and worship God and um, it's just a reminder that he is with us yeah you know even in the pitfalls of life yeah absolutely for me I'd say it's just that we can learn so much about God from people who don't share the same culture as us yeah. and you know we can't learn those things about God without spending time with those people who are different because yeah. They meet God in different ways. And, you know, what you experienced this morning, the dance here and how yeah. that's such a celebration of praise and honor to God. And, and, and it's, you know, it's even so much more than that. But, you know, I, I think that is just, you know, a small example yeah. of how, you know, we can just learn different, different things about God from, from other people. But uh, that, that don't, going back to what she said earlier, that don't look like, think like, act like, or yeah. talk like we do. And we just can't learn it any other way. Yeah. I love it. Awesome. Well, thank you guys for taking some time to answer my questions. <laughs> um, no, I think it was really great to, to hear a little bit from your perspective about what, yeah, what life is like here and how you guys got here. I love it. So thank you so much for joining us. Thanks Absolutely. to everybody out there who either watched or listened. And we'll see you next time. Bye.